Welcome to Daily Cyber. Today, we're going to be talking about why go into cybersecurity. Plus, I'm going to be answering all your questions when it comes to cybersecurity. doesn't matter what it is or ask me anything. Really, ask me anything that you want to ask me. I'm really excited about this episode. Uh, this is probably going to be a little bit of a soapbox episode as well. Uh, I'm going to get on my high horse and talk about some things and some current concerns I have and really try to help you break into the industry. So grab a coffee, grab a tea, and let's hack at it. I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, USADO. USADO is a Canadian-based cybersecurity company that provides 24-7 cybersecurity support and compliance service that align their customers' tolerance for risk, their clients, suppliers, and government contractual mandates. USADO's teams focus on using insights to drive business decisions. There's no need to leave strategies to chance when insights can be used to show what changes need to be made and how to make them. USADO offers multiple services to help companies simplify IT, centralize cybersecurity management, and meet compliance standards. USADO can customize their service to work with your existing IT network and programs. For more information, contact USADO at info at uzado.com or visit their website at www.uzado.com. Good afternoon, good morning, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, welcome to Daily Cyber, uh, the truth about cybersecurity and really kind of breaking into, you know, what goes on behind closed doors, what you really need to know about cybersecurity. Uh, a lot of us have been in the industry for a little bit of time. Some of us are transitioning into the industry. Uh, today, I'm going to be a little bit on my soapbox to really help you figure out the path. If you're in the industry and you're trying to go to the next level, or if you're trying to break in, why go into cybersecurity and where should you really go? And that's really what this episode's about because I've been getting a lot of great questions from uh, people asking about like, what should I do in cybersecurity? Where should I go? You know, what should I, and asking me, you know, what area should they go into in pen testing or uh, compliance, SOC, you name it. And it really comes down to why are someone, why is someone getting into cybersecurity? Now, what I want you guys to do, uh, I'm going to take a little bit of time right now. I want to get the community engaged and growing right now. If you know anyone right now, a colleague, a friend that's thinking about breaking the cybersecurity, text them right now, message them right now, however you contact them, have them come out here because I'm going to ask answer a lot of good questions that a lot of people are asking right now about how to break into the industry, what's really the industry look like right now, what should they be thinking about certifications, ed education, and then looking at how to excel in your career. What's some hacks, some strategies to be able to do that. So uh, I'm going to have a survey going on in a few minutes. Uh, I have a sec IT guy. He's uh, my moderator for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys for coming out and supporting the community. Right, And I see you guys in uh, Discord. I see you guys on the live chat. So thank you so much for engaging, providing your views, you know, being open and sharing kind of your stories and what you're going through. It really helps us understand the industry, helps understand how we can help you better, provide great content like we are, and even make it better to make sure that you get the best content out there. And we become that, you know, one-stop resource at the cyber insecurity for everyone that's in cybersecurity to share 
their stories, their vision, their technology, their solutions, their strategies, right? Their visions of what cybersecurity should be and, and the career should be. We really want to have that support in that community. And, and I want to say on personally, I'm on a note for myself. Thank you so much. Cause as much as I'm here, you know, doing streams with Joel and myself, I'm learning uh, as much from you guys as you, potentially you guys are learning from me and potentially even more. So thank you so much. I really want to say thank you for everything that you guys are doing. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to start a poll right now. First question I have for you guys before we get started is, you know, and I'm just going to bring up the question here just to make sure I word it properly. Uh, why did you go into cybersecurity? Why did you go into the cybersecurity career? So there's going to be a poll that uh, SecIT guy is going to be running in the chat. Answer the question. We're going to be running for about 10 minutes. Make sure you take the time to answer it. Really think about it. Like, why did you get into cybersecurity? Right? And kind of think of what's the main reason. There could be a couple. Like, I'm not saying there's not multiple. But try to think of what's the main reason you got in there. So for me, to let you guys know a little, you know, behind the scenes, I got it for job security. Right? One of the things I was finding that when I was going through marketing and doing, like, my past life, I was just finding it wasn't secure. It wasn't the point where I could say, I got a job, I got a job for the next five to 10 years. Cause I was always hustling for the next client, right? And, and being in marketing. So it was like always this challenge and struggling, like, you know, feast or famine. Am I gonna have like food to, on my plate this month, right? Am I gonna have that money? So I was looking at the industry and I was going like cybersecurity. You know, I love IT been in IT previously for like seven years, love security, physical security, you know, going to IT security. My mindset was already there looking at how the criminals were working. So how do I collaborate that? And then it was just an easy fit for me. And I love it. I love it every single day. I love what I'm doing. So love to hear your, you know, your answers and what your story is. So, you know, make sure you go through it, answer that, that question. Right now we got a hype train going keep it going let me let, let's let's run that let's see if we can hit it oh my god i think we hit 100 percent. that was pretty cool awesome thank you guys so much that's awesome uh you know i got sec it guy let me know that was a hype train going but thank you so much if you keep guys keep it going let me know um yeah so let me know i really want to know why you guys got in this career now i'm going to go into a lot of good content here kind of going through different positions the career what's kind of the industry looked like so I just want to get you guys kind of hyped up about what we're going to be talking about and make sure you ask lots of questions. Any questions are open, you know, it's an open source, open field right now. Ask any questions. Uh, we've got one question that's going on so far. All right, let's start. It's Dev Null, Zen. Uh, who are your top people to follow for cloud security? Oh, that's a good question. So what I, I actually, you know what? I'm going to actually show you. I'm going to give you behind the scenes what I do. Uh, give me a second here to keep up to date what's going on with security because as you guys know, there's just so much going on. I've actually set up, just give me a second here. I'm just going to open this up for myself. I've set up uh, feedly.com uh, and I've got a whole bunch of cybersecurity feeds. Uh, let me bring this up here on the screen so you guys can see this. Uh, do, do, do. So let me know. Give me a thumbs up if you guys can see this okay. So basically what I've done is, uh, just see if I can get a, a full screen here. There we go. A little bit better. So basically what I've done is I've set up Feedly with a whole bunch of feeds. And you'll see you've got Anton Security, Black Hat. I've got Bleeping Computers, CIO Magazine, CIO 
uh, Cyber 911, Cyber uh, Security News, Dark Dark Reading, uh, Gizmo Security. So I have a whole list of feeds that I get in there. And so it's always keeping up to date on all areas cybersecurity. So from compliance to technology, you name it. And I'm going through this and looking through like kind of what's what's today's posts. And as I go through it, and I'm just seeing like content, 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 right? Um, the other thing is if you're looking for news on cloud security, go to the manufacturers, go to Amazon, go to Microsoft, kind of follow what they're doing. There's just so much content out there. You can kind of get lost in it. So that's how I keep up to date when it comes to cybersecurity news. This is kind of my people open the newspaper up in the morning. This is my newspaper. This is what I look at. Uh, so Karen, I'm going to throw this off the, there we go. Go back to that. Okay. Uh, I like breaking things, uh, figure out how they work. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, is it Tisney? I think it is. Uh, that's kind of one of the reasons why I got into cybersecurity. I actually did that myself, to be honest with you. I was actually taking apart. I bought a computer to take it apart, take it apart, put it back together and start to finish, right? As you know, all of us have done, you know, through different scenarios. I, what did I do? I actually took the whole motherboard, CPU off, took off the glue, fan, you name it, took out the RAM, you name it, stripped it right down, had all the pieces on the floor and then put it back together. And then did it like, you know, took it apart, put it together, took it apart, put it together. And I did that several times, right? Just to get used to, you know, making sure that at the end of the end of putting it back together, it worked, right? Because as you guys know, there's sometimes it just doesn't work, doesn't boot up. You know, you, you, you run through the BIOS and it's just, you know, it's kind of refreshing. Like what just happened? And then you're like, oh, what happened? And I fried, I think at one point when I was first starting, I think I fried a motherboard or two. So we've all been there had to replace it, but it really taught me a lot about the hardware component and how to break things and how to think. Uh, I remember uh, an instructor from Trias College said, in, in IT, and you know, I was an IT course, network specialist, in IT, it's not what you know, it's how fast you can find out the information. And he said, just remember that, like you're gonna feel like you, you need to know something. It's always, let me find out, I'll get back to you. And as, as soon as I had that belief, that strong belief, it made IT and cybersecurity so much easier because you don't have to know it. And I'm going to tell you right now, on my side, you're not going to know everything. There's no way. There's no way you can know everything. So uh, keep it up. Keep doing it. Keep trying to break things and figure it out. And then with the security hat, think how things are going to be broken into. Right? That's the next level. Think how a criminal would, would compromise that, how it would affect the business, the people, the systems, the processes, whatever that may be. Uh, next question. I'm at the beginning of my journey, uh, transitioning after a 20-year career in video uh, post-production. Well, uh, why am I doing it? I find it's intriguing, and also I realize that there's a lot of demand for it. Well, first I have a question for you. Uh, you're in the video uh, post-production. What tools were you using? I love to have that chat. We're using Final Cut Pro. Uh, we're using, I'm just trying to look here. What other tools were I using? Because I was doing some video editing and, and some production. Uh, DaVinci, I think it was the other one, DaVinci Resolve. I'd love to hear kind of what tools you were using to edit. And then what, what area are you going to cybersecurity now? What are you looking to get into? Love to kind of hear that journey. Uh, next question, uh, Shushway uh, 705. 
I was just applying for programs and would like to know what's more important for me to know first, really solid program skills, or knowing all the pen testing tools. Scripting is going to be, and, and my understanding from pen testing, it's more scripting than actual programming unless you're doing application testing, right? Now, that's the kind of caveat. It depends on where you're going to go in pen testing. If you're going to pen test applications, and that's your, it's good to be blue team first, how to set them up, right? How to set them up, how to configure what's going to be the challenges, and then it's easier to pen test. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, one school of thought is go directly in pen testing, go straight for it, and then you'll learn as you go. It's a shorter path, but a harder path. Learning programming first and then going to pen testing is a longer path. Might give you more knowledge and value because you learn different lang languages. And I'm going to say like C++, C Sharp, uh, Python programming, whatever that may be. You learn different languages. So then what happens, you're able to develop things and kind of see, you know, the methodology of coding, right? What's the process they go through, how they implement OWASP, like all these different things. And then you can kind of look at how to compromise it. Or you can just go directly into compromise. It depends on how fast you need to get in the industry and what's resources available to you in the sense of money and time. Do you have a lot of you know money available? Do you have a lot of time available? Available then you know really developed out it gives you two skills, right? You can program or pen test or do both or incorporate it. I mean it's awesome. Or if you're strictly I need to get into security as soon as possible, I would say uh, one of the courses I recommend and I'm hearing a lot of good success is uh, the INE programs. I'd go directly for that. Uh, next comment. I got into cybersecurity through John Hammond's videos. Okay. But why, why did you, so John Hammond, not saying he's bad videos, but why did you get into it? What was you, like your reasoning? My reasoning, uh, marketing sucked, you know, in the sense of I was, I was going through negotiations and bidding and having guys that worked in their basement, try to undercut me in the pricing and not being able to deliver on service. And it was just so frustrating, right? Because you know, people can talk the lingo, but when they had to deliver on marketing, marketing is a six months to one year uh, implementation. Anyone that knows that knows marketing knows it takes time to do that. And guys are saying, I can do it in 30 days. I can do 90 days for like half the price or a quarter of the price. It's like, you can't do that. And it's just so frustrating. So for me, I was like, I want to get into something where what you know is valid and the people that you work with, the people that are hiring you kind of, kind of go, yes. You know, you know your stuff, you're able to deliver. So it's it's awesome, right? That's why, I, for me, I love cybersecurity. Is it possible to share, talking about uh, your Feedly list? Um, let, me, let me look into that. I'll get uh, IT sec. You know what? Actually, I'll do it in um, Discord. Or message me in Discord, like a, a DM me or private message me, and I'm going to see if I can extract that list for you. Uh, what areas of security has the most salary? Good question. I'm going to, I'm going to answer that later. I want to keep that up. IT sec. Don't, uh, don't, uh, check that one off. Uh, another comment here, Oreo bite cyber, uh, at cyber and security for certs. I'm doing the e-learn pen testing track in prep for OSCP. Great. That's awesome. You know, and why are you doing it? This is my question for today. Why, 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 why are you guys doing that? So, Oreo bite. Why are you doing pen testing? Why OSCP? Uh, why do you do? Uh, what do you do with the M MT of certs? Uh, certs that are not valid yet by HR. Okay, so I'm going to answer that again. Keep that up there for me, Sec IT. 
Uh, what's the next comment? Uh, my original job field crashed in the U.S. when I met uh, my wife. I hated uh, regenerating the same content, repeating same daily tasks every day. I decided to fall back on my computer roots and didn't want to write code for the vending machines. Cybersecurity was a hot topic at the time, and the co uh, college men asked me if I like solving problems facing corporations. I was like, nope. They the the they phased. Uh, do you like complex puzzles and espionage? I'm listening. Uh, start my first sock job next month. Congratulations. That's awesome. So you kind of got into it because of transitioning. I want to see kind of like, where would you be in the next year? What are you kind of looking at going there? So we're going to check that off. I really want to get into some of the content. Keep the questions coming. I'm going to answer them as we go. So one of the things that we got going on here, we got a, a guide and I was asking SecIT to, to provide that for me it's exclamation marking getting get into cyber put that in the the actual uh, twitch chat for you're going to pull up a whole bunch of links right now that's a lot of great resources i'm actually right now pull up a resource for you guys right now that i think is extremely valuable and it's actually one of the links that is going to be shared out it's one of the canadian guys i found today was you know cybersecurity career guide and a lot of you guys are asking great questions about the guide, right? Like how to get into cybersecurity, where am I going to go? I, I find, and this is just my own personal, I find more majority of people are going over to pen testing, right? Not a bad thing. That's what you love. That's what you enjoy. You love, you know, trying to compromise different devices, technology, th different things. And that's what you're passionate about. Go for it. But I just want to get you these, you know, high level, 30 foot view that, there's a huge industry out there. So as you're going through this, you know, you look at your, your, you know, what is cybersecurity? You guys get it, right? Here's something that I really wanted to kind of draw out. The number of jobs for cybersecurity professionals in Canada, this is just Canada alone, not talking United States, not talking North America, is growing by 7% every year. 3.5 million number of vacancies, vacant positions worldwide by 2021. Well, that's where we are right now, right? So, you know, the resource shortages out there, right? And they need experts like us, right? And like you guys that are going out there to developing these skills to get out there and start hustling and being those experts in those fields, right? Well-paid annual average salary of cybersecurity professionals in 2020 is around $97,000 a year. So not bad career salary when you're looking at long-term and long longevity, right? And that's, I would say, 75 to like the 100 the 100,000 is sometimes the starting point and depending on where you go with your career and as you as you become more senior that's going to grow right the salary ranges uh cybersecurity professional protect systems with and you guys understand that finance banks health communications transportation energy utilities iot devices you guys know all that i mean nothing that you guys don't know uh who is hiring Basically, anyone that has technology is hiring for cybersecurity or at least needs a cybersecurity maturity plan in some way or the other. They have to be protecting uh, data. They have to have security policies, procedures, governance, controls in place. Every organization in this day and age right now, unless they're on paper and pens and, and have you know the old style filing cabinets, they need cybersecurity, right? They have technology in their industry, right? In their organization. So just thinking that way, like what do cybersecurity professionals do? Defend uh, our nation, secure telecommunications, secure systems. I mean, you guys get like 
you your role is very diverse and deep on what you're going to do right you're going to do education you're going to do advisory you're going to look at technologies and new solutions there's going to be so much you guys are going to be doing um let's go through here i just want to see if there's anything else i want to cover in this article uh cybersecurity come from all uh areas pathways to success something that you guys will want to see and i want to make sure i get this all on the screen so you guys can see it um what you'll see here is you've got your certification path you've got your college diploma or graduate certificate you get a bachelor degree or a graduate degree right a lot of times when people are drawing this out they kind of leave that you hit like lower levels if you only get certifications you hit lower levels the truth of the matter is this certifications plus real world experience equals job right equals that job whatever that job is right if you're looking at network specialists and i'm going to go i'm going to pick on the second tier here network uh, support specialist network security operations security administrator uh cyber security operation analyst if you have the certifications plus one to two years experience those jobs are in reach and sometimes just getting the certification Right, some of them like, uh, I'm gonna throw Security Plus out here. Security Plus asks you for like six months experience in the in the real world. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean you have to have that, but if you have it, it gives you a better knowledge base that you can be able to pull from to be able to do the certification. So having that experience, now you can start moving tiers, and then when you can show the level of experience you have, the level of knowledge, then boom. You, now you're into these jobs, right? Now it's like, I know them. And then as you get real world experience, you guys are hustling and working. Now you can go and you can talk about the position. And just a side note, I'm going to digress for a little bit. If you do not know how to articulate what you know, sit down with Neil, myself, Joel, uh, Sec IT guy, whoever that may be, and work with us on branding and framing yourself. Right? How are you going to sell yourself, articulate what you know, so people understand it's very clear and concise. It's a skill to learn, but once you master that, it's so easy to be able to say, I know this, I know these tools, I know how to work with them, I know what they do in the, the, for the corporation, for the department, and that's what these, these hiring managers want to know. Right? They want to know, do you know these technologies? Do you know these policies? Do you know these governance? Do you know these processes and procedures? Yes. Great. Where do you know it from? Did you read in a book and are you able to, like, did you do projects and apply it? It's not a bad thing if you're able to apply it. Did you learn it in a real world working for another co company and organization? Even better because you understand the flow and working with a team. And this just gives you that depth of sales on yourself to be able to deliver to the managers that they go, got it, check. They've got what I want. They got what I need. I'm bringing them in, All right? So it's really important to, to have that. Uh, give me a second here. See if there's anything else here. Certification, employee's value. Okay, so this is not a full complete list, but it's, it's a list that is something that's intriguing, something that you guys will probably want. And I'm gonna, uh, give me a second here. Let me bring this up here. Yeah, bring it this way so you guys can see it. So what happens is you want to look at, you got Security Plus, and these ones now are what I call gatekeeper certifications, right? They're certifications that when you look at it, HR's looking at it to say, in the job specifications, you know, we need a person that has this. So you'll see Security Plus here, right? You'll see Certified Ethical Hacker. 
You'll see, you know, certified cloud security professionals. Now I want to be very clear. It doesn't mean that you don't have value of information. It just means a lot of times when the HR people are putting these out to the, the job sites, right? Indeed, whatever that may be, monster, right? LinkedIn, this is what they're trying to catch, right? To have you come in and be marketable for their organization. So look through these, see which ones that will align with what you're doing, right? And what you, where you want to go. So, and again, a lot of these are gatekeeper certifications. I got my security plus got me into the industry. I have nothing wrong with it. And I have nothing wrong with the exam of the knowledge too, the knowledge to be able to do this and to be able to develop, you know, base knowledge and just use it. Knowledge is, is at, they say knowledge is power, but knowledge is revenue, right? It's especially in our area. The more, you know, the more money you're going to make. Just think about that. So it doesn't matter if you study the book and go write the certification or if you just study it. So, you know, the knowledge, knowledge equals money for us. Right? So it's so important to think that way. Uh, university service. Uh, so it talks about universities. I'm not really going to go into go into education universities because there's different paths that people can take. Uh, and I think that's it for this article. So let me pull up. Let me see. I'm going to jump into see what kind of questions you guys have so far. That's the first start. I wanted to kind of get you guys some information to start out with. So hopefully I'm going to go back through. Uh, to, to, what do you think of the, uh, the search? So the search that I was just talking about, hopefully that answers your question. Uh, going back through here, space war, warfare development. I was laid off. I could not find a job with my skills, so I had to learn new skills. Cybersecurity looks like a company, look, looks like any company could use it. Totally agree. That, that's what I'm saying. All companies that have technology need cybersecurity. That's that's my feeling. If they don't, the potential for them to be compromised or breached or lose data, whatever, is pretty high right now. Uh, the Phantom Sensei, uh, cybersecurity, what free, uh, open source firewall would you recommend for a bump to good question? You know what? I'm just trying to think of the open source. I don't work. And I'll be honest with you. I don't work with a lot of open source firewalls because we're, I'm an M I work for an MSSP. So we don't really work with open source because we want a little bit more control in the actual back end of it. Open source can be cost effective, right? I'm just trying to th see here. Uh, I've heard of PFSense. I'm just trying to pull up some things that I've heard through conversations. PFSense actually, to be honest with you, has come up uh, quite a bit. Uh, there was another colleague that I was talking to, and they were trying to, you know, ask us to work with this company, and they were using PFSense. The management on it is 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 a little bit harder, from what I've been told and understand, uh, versus like a Fortinet. Fortinet is very cost effective at, at the lower tier, good firewall, lower tier versus like a checkpoint or a Cisco right? and something they can use. So th that's kind of my, my feedback on firewalls, but I, I heard check into PF sense, see what you think about that. Uh, Cam VS. I just turned 20 and I'm graduating from college with my bachelor's degree in cybersecurity, May, 2002. Congratulations. I'm worried about getting hired because all the entry-level jobs require experience. My own experience is, is working in fast food. Go do security for the fast food uh, company. McDonald's, Burger King, Harvey's, whatever you work for. Go do their security. Talk to the... And I'm just going to throw this. I'm not sure if it's true, the organization. But say it's a franchise. right? You go talk to the franchise owner 
and say, Hey, look, I'm in cybersecurity. I like to do it for free, write out a cybersecurity plan for you and see if I could help you, you know, lock down your cybersecurity, or at least I have some employee policies, things along that line, and just kind of design out a program, do that for them free of charge. And now you start to get some experience, right? And then you're going to see as you start to develop the plan, there's going to be gaps. There's going to be things that they need to work on. So that's my recommendation there. Uh, start at uh, in July's 21, start at, as a curiosity hacker back in, in the 90s, which fueled in a lifelong passion for cybersecurity. Awesome. Congratulations. Uh, prior John's comment, uh, Prime Gaming Bong. Uh, I started watching all his programming videos, got hooked into it, and now I'm reading a book on Windows 10 systems programming to migrate into the world of malware analysts and reverse engineering, exploit development. Awesome. And love and his love for CTFS, uh, capture the flags, made me start doing lots of CTFs and blogging my, my analysts. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> that's what you're passionate about. That's what you love to do keep up if and if you're doing that as your full-time job right now awesome right uh right now this is really to kind of help people go to that next level and i'd really like to know for yourself like what's that next level for you uh geo 88 marine what is the career roadmap uh, to threat hunting i want to make a career change to cybersecurity. currently studying for ccna no prior experience or studies in it Threat hunting. Okay, so you're doing CCNA, which is routing, you know, routing and networking. I would basically say for myself, I would start looking at the different pen testing and threat hunting courses out there. Uh, we recommend, you know, because they have a great program, INE has a good pen testing program to start doing some penetration testing and looking at vulnerabilities and kind of going that route. And that will help to look at threat hunting and that, uh, area I'm trying to think here, what else can I recommend for you? Cause threat hunting is very, very unique in the sense of you're looking for different vulnerabilities in the system. It's no different from like a pen tester in my opinion. And I want to make sure I got that clear, right? I want to make sure I got that clear for you that Threat hunting right now, I'm just going to make sure I pull this up because I want to make sure I answer this correctly for you. Uh, threat hunting. Cybersecurity hunter is an active uh, cybersecurity defense activity. The process of proactively uh, searching for through networks and detecting and isolating advanced threats. So even threat hunting, when you're looking at working on a SOC, you can get a security plus you know, certification. Start working on a SOC. You'll start doing threat hunting right there. Uh, and you'll start doing level one, level two security analysts that will help you do threat hunting as well. So those are areas. So I would start, if you want to get into threat hunting and I'm going to kind of take a step back. If you want to get a threat hunting, start going to work for a SOC, right? That's kind of your fastest path to it, right? And look at the companies right now in your area. They're hiring SOC analysts and reverse engineer their job description. And do you have what they have, what they need or what do you need to get? And then let me know if you have any questions. Uh, Dev Null Zen, I'm getting into cybersecurity because I've loved computers since I was a kid, starting on a uh, VIC 20, Commodore 64 and VIC 20. I love those. Those were awesome, right? I remember the old cassettes. I remember when you had to plug them in right? and you had to put the cassette player down and put play to be able to run a program. That, that was pretty crazy. Uh, I want to get into cyber, uh, security because it's constantly moving and involves lots of problem solving. Okay. 
Okay. Let, let me ask you this. I'm going to, I'm again, I'm going to hold you guys accountable here. So problem solving, but why do you love problem solving? You can do go into the medical field to do problem solving. Why cybersecurity? What is that? That's that intrigue for you. Uh, I really want, like, again, I'm going to hit this home today because I really want to draw this out because I want you guys to be passionate. I want you to have that big F and Y, that big, big Y that you're going to go going, you know what? That's why I'm doing it. Not because it's sexy, not because someone told me because pen testing is cool. No, no, I'm doing it because I want this. I want to make a living for my family. I want to make some good money so I can look at retirement and look at things. I love playing with technology. I love looking at how to just trying to think here, how things work and how to, you know, how criminals will compromise. That's, I love that. I want to hear that passion from you guys because cybersecurity is a very interesting career. It's evolving, growing as we see, as I was talking about it, but it can be very challenging, right? Because you're dealing with clients, you're dealing with breaches, you're dealing with people going through emotionals, you're dealing with challenges that things are breaking, right? And you're kind of like, holy shit, you know, everything's the spotlights on you dance monkey dance, like fix this now. What did you do wrong? And you got to be like grounded. You got to be passionate about what you do and kind of go, I got this versus screw that. I'm out. This guy's yelling at me. I'm done. Like, I can't take this. This is not the career for me. And you got to be at that point where, you know, you're at, especially depending on if you're a SOC analyst, you're a consultant. A lot of times you're getting called, you're getting called when the house is on fire. Right, you're getting called when shit's going wrong and they need your help. Right, it's not. The, I, I want to say this, but it's it's. I don't know how factual it is. Majority of companies are so busy doing other things. Security is kind of low on the on the the totem pole here. Security only becomes top by priority when someone gets hacked around them in their immediate you know circle, or they get a breach, and then it's top of line. The other reasons why is compliance or, or client requirements. Other than that, security is, is a little lower on, the, on the, the expectation of business. And let's be honest here. Revenue is the first thing. Generating revenue, profit and loss, making money. That's the first thing for any business. And I've grabbed a couple books I'm, I'm starting to dive into is uh, Startup Playbook and Startup CEO to really kind of get in the mindset of business owners to see how they think so I can talk their language and understand that. So hopefully that helps. Uh, troubleshooting puzzles. Okay. Uh, next one. Cyber Lola's uh, comment. Why pen testing? Because I love learning new things. Good. Love constant improvement, the challenge, and I'm not complacent. Okay. Perfect. So you always kind of like to, to evolve and challenge yourself. Good. But now my question back to you. Why? Why do you love the, the challenge? What, what drives you? What gets you up late at night? Uh, next comment, Meteor, uh, Meteor uh, 996. I started my first cybersecurity job on Monday after second year in IT. I originally got into tech for better work-life balance and money transitioning for, from the restaurant industry. Congratulations. Awesome. Good for you. You know, and really proud of you, you know, after two years, now you got your, your first cyber job. What's, what job are you in? Are you in the SOC? Are you an analyst? Like, I love to hear what, you know, what you're working on, but congratulations. That's awesome. Uh, J0097, uh, I'm trying to figure out where my passion in cybersecurity, but don't know much, but the basic hardware and software, but I want to get more in depth to help those who claim they've got hacked. Okay, so you want my like more incident response, right? You want to be like the guys that are the firemen. 
right? You're the ones that emergency comes up, you're doing instant response. So you can look at forensics. Forensics is massive right now. Look at uh, forensics investigation. How, how did it happen? What's the path? What's the, the actual nitty gritty, the, the technical, what's, what's the methodology, you know, how they get in, how do you need to secure it? Forensics is huge. I've been talking to several companies talking about forensics. So something to think about if you really want to kind of get into that direction and we want to be instant response. Uh, I failed at entrepreneurship and need something stable and interesting. I have a couple of friends in the industry at their prompting a final, took a quick cheap, uh, cheap class on uh, Coursera. Okay. And was like, okay, I can do this. This is interesting. And uh, there's good salary potential. Okay. I'm going to be a dick here. I'm going to, you know, kind of throw this under the bus and it's not to be, it's to help to motivate you not to call you out here. I've been an entrepreneur. I failed, you know, I failed miserable times. I mean, think, uh, think and grow rich. You read that book, right? All entrepreneurs read it. We, we kind of, it's our, one of our Bibles, right? You know, uh, Thomas Edison, the th- you know, 999 light bulbs until he got the one, the thousand one to work, right? It's all these success stories of struggle, 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 entrepreneur struggling. You got to find when you go into cybersecurity, you got to find your passion. It's good that your friends are recommending, but you got to find your big, big why, right? If taking a course, you're kind of like, yeah, it's nice. It's all right. It's going to get harder. It's going to get more stressful. It's going to get more pressure that you have to keep learning. You have to keep developing requirements on projects, things like that. It's going to be a hustle. You got to love it. And then the salary and everything. If you're in it for the money, the money's not going to be worth it because it's just going to be a lot of pressure, right? And you're going to be like, well, is the money really equal? Because I'm not really passionate about what I, I want to do. So that's why you got to get the alignment, right? And that's why I want to call that out. If you're an entrepreneur, I would say look at, and, and I'm going to help you out here. If you're an entrepreneur, you probably would be good in some sort of sales position because you want to meet with people, you want to help them when you want to meet, work with different companies and organizations, right? You want to provide them solutions and technologies. You want, you want to consult, you know, you want to provide them product or service. You might want to go in that direction. Now just think about, it. I'm just throwing this out. I'm not saying you have to, but to keep your, your passion in line with what kind of your core is. If you have an, you're, you have an entrepreneur spirit, because being an entrepreneur, you get to work with different organizations and different industries. So it's never the same, right? So something to think about. Now, if you like the technical aspect, then of course, then you can go to pen testing, things along that line. If you like to provide administrative or business consulting, you can go into compliance. So there's different areas of cybersecurity that you want you want to think about. So hopefully that helps. Let me know if you have any questions or comments about that. I and the goal here again is to really get you be, to be successful in this in this industry, right, in this career. Keep the questions coming, guys. This is awesome in the comments. Uh, so J0097, my mom was a victim of identity fraud, and I want to help more people understand how it happened to them. First of all, those scammers didn't go fuck themselves. I'm going to throw that right out there. I got a call this other day. I don't know if you guys have got this. I got a call the other day with Amazon saying Amazon, oh, you know, we were validating that you bought a MacBook Pro and an Air and AirPod Pros. And I'm like, I didn't buy a MacBook Pro. I'm I have my MacBook Pro and AirPods, not my AirPods. Like, what the hell's going on? Press one for this and two for that. And I'm like, mm-mm. 
What the hell is going on? Now, I'm going to talk a little bit about the psychologist very quickly. I'm going to get on my soapbox for this because this is an area that really, really pisses me off and annoys me. These guys take advantage of people and their weakest state, right? And what I mean is emotionally, right? They get into shock and awe. CRA, IRS is a prime example here, right? Where they get someone going, there's going to be an officer. There's going to be a warrant out for your arrest. So what do people do? They go, oh shit, right? And what happens is when you get into an emotional state, you stop thinking logically and you think irrationally, right? Well, shit, I got to do it. I got to answer those questions. I got to do this. So people like yourself, like your mom, potentially not saying that she's not a great person. I want to be very clear here. It's these guys that are jerks that are doing this, putting people like your mom and, and like, you know, my family members and people have gone through it into a stressful state. So now they answer without logic. It's not because they're not smart people. It's just because they're emotionally shocked, right? And now they go through this, this, this process of, we need to fix your computer. There's a virus on your computer. You're going to be hacked. You're going to lose everything. And they're like, oh shit. Right? So if you're going to go in that direction, understand the emotional response of people go through right now and educate them on that and how to either one, just hang up the damn phone and then call a friend, call someone they know their IT person or, or call CRA or IRS directly, whatever that may be educate them that and teach them why the actual person is, is responding that way and how they're dealing with that. I do cybersecurity awareness training. I've gone through that. One thing I just find that's weak on is talking about how the individual, the, the victim is, is compromised emotionally to take advantage of that. Right. And the tools and spyware and malware and you know, all that stuff and ransomware and all that. It's all talked about all the tools, but it's not talked about what, you know, the individual goes through and how, they feel through that and how they're compromised psychologically to get to that point. So off my soapbox, let's get back at it. Uh, keep them coming here. Okay. So I got, keep the comments coming. You guys are awesome. I'm going to keep jumping back in the content cause I really want to help you guys out here. Uh, so we left off. So you guys are act, asking about salary ranges. Uh, let me see, make sure you guys can see this here. So this is in the US. This is average, right? This is kind of an average scale that I found. I was kind of trying to look around and see if I could show you some different salary ranges. So when you look at this, you know, in New York, cost of living is a little bit higher. So you look at potentially for cybersecurity. And I'm going to say the variables here are depending on your, your the job, the position, the years of experience, certifications, Right, we'll all vary on this salary range, but you look at the low end here, uh, and North Carolina is eighty-two thousand dollars. Right, U.S. up to right the high end of potentially one hundred twenty-five thousand. So that's the pay scale you're looking at right now. Why is this important? Well, when you go into a job interview and you negotiate, you got to know your floor and your ceiling for that for that actual job. How much are they paying? What's the potential salary range? And where do you want to go negotiate at? Do you want to come in a little bit in the mid-range and, and see where they sit? Or do you want to come in higher because you have more years of experience and, and more certifications? It's good to know this. But some guys breaking into the industry, that's kind of an average of the salary ranges from low low tier, right? 80000 up to one twenty five and above. So just to give you an idea. Now, Next thing I want to talk about here, just see if I got it here. Ah, list of list of jobs. And I wanted to kind of go through this because you guys are asking a lot of questions about, and great questions. You're asking a lot of questions about what are the job titles? Like, what can I do? So I grabbed this out of a blog. 
and it gives kind of a good idea, good concept of it. And I think it's really important to kind of understand what is out there. So you got your T, your top level, right? You know, CISO, and then underneath that, you have your BISO, right? So your chief information security officer, your business information security officer. Then you got your VP, your director, kind of the guys below that, right? Information security director, you got information manager, you got your individual contributors, right? And I'll go through that. And then you got your entry level. So this is kind of, now don't think that it's that your only entry, entry level if you're in this position. I'm going to go through this right here. So in the bottom here, uh, make sure it's pulled up so you guys can see it. This is important. This is why I want to draw this out. If you're in pen testing, right? Penetration testing, the individual contributors can be a senior level position, right? Doesn't mean you're just a low end entry level contributor. You might start out at pen testing, but you go up and you move up in levels. So these have different tiers within these these areas of cybersecurity. You got information security analysts, cybersecurity analysts, security engineers, SOC analysts, pen testing. Uh, cybersecurity technician, data security analyst, cryptographer, white hat hacker, AWS cloud architecture, all these types of positions. And you've got like IoT security, like you name it. These are the positions that you know, I want you to think about as you get out there, or you, even if you're looking for yourself, where do you want to go? Now, guys that are in the industry, I want you to think about this. I want to think about that upper tier. You know, information security manager, security information security director, VP of security, you know, CISO. Sky's the limits. No limitation for you guys. Dream big. Dream effing big here. I want you to guys to go for it. I want to hear in five years that you said, look, I came in from fast food. And in five years, you know, for a startup company, I'm doing uh, VP cybersecurity because I learned enough of the last five years of sweat equity, but now I'm the VP of cybersecurity. I am looking after the whole program, the whole infrastructure. I want to hear these success stories. And that's why I want to help you guys. Let me know if you have any questions about that. I'm going to jump back into the questions in the in the, in the chat here. Uh, comment, getting into cybersecurity or getting security because I uh, miss crisis management. I love continuous learning and miss troubleshooting. Awesome. So what about crisis management did you love? Did you love the troubleshooting? Did you love the the the... Do you love the kind of the, the, the and I guess what I want to want to comment is, it's like really the intensity, the adrenaline rush. That's what I'm thinking about. Like, because crisis management, literally, it's like something's going on, boom, you're in it, right? And then you debrief, and then you're, you're kind of got that low point, right? It's calm. And then boom, something happens, and then you're in a crisis again, right? I want to know, th is that why you want the crisis management, or is there some other reason? Um, question. Would you love reverse malware, threat research, uh, steep learning curve? Love reverse malware, threat. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is really kind of up to you. Sky's the limit of what, what you you want to get into. Depending on where you are in your knowledge and you're asking, is there a steep learning curve? Yes, most definitely. If you're starting out from a completely different industry, there is a steep learning curve. If you're coming in from uh, coding, uh, application development, not as much learning curve, right? But if you're coming in fresh, like, hey, I don't know coding, I don't know programming, I know nothing. I want to get into cybersecurity. I want to learn uh, threat research and reverse malware. Yeah, there's going to be a steep learning curve. Uh, comment here, Yosef. I'm 17 years old, guy, which is a, uh, which is interested in pen testing. Got into college where I am doing a cybersecurity diploma. Really disappointed since the course is just about useless staff like business applications of social media and, or human computer interaction 
And at the end of the day, the course is just irrelevant and I'm not learning anything that I joined the course for. Can't wait to get into, into university. I, I, you know what? I'm really sorry to hear that. Recommendation for you is start looking at the pen testing programs and courses and don't waste too much time. If you can, if you do hack the box, you can do some free courses. You can watch some YouTube videos, get into it now, start pen testing because if that's your interested, you don't want to, you know, spend too much time learning something you're really not going to utilize. And I want to be very clear. If you've already paid for your diploma and you're already doing your college, go for it, complete it. I don't want to tell you not to, but on the side, an hour a night, a couple hours a week, do your pen testing, really kind of get that because you want to be able to, at the end of your college diploma, you want to kind of go, okay, I can do pen testing. I can do capture the flags. I can, you know, I can pwn a SQL server. I can pwn a, a Microsoft box. I can pwn this. And then what happens is now you have some skills and then you can leverage your diploma with that. So that's my recommendation for that to kind of help you out there and keep you moving forward. Uh, on Saman 2021, hello, I'm from India. Uh, thank you so much from India. That's awesome. Currently in India, there's a very less job opportunities in cybersecurity. I don't have a field experience with a single year. I do have all the basic covered. Uh, will I be able to serve any of you here in the field of digital forensics? Just wanted to have experience even without getting paid. Okay. So first, I'm going to throw this out there and I want everyone to hear this. If you're doing volunteer work, right, and you're trying to get some experience, it's not a bad thing. If you have experience or knowledge, especially if you have digital forensic experience, you don't want to give that away too, too, for too long. You want to actually look at the paid gigs and paid opportunities. Best thing to do is look at uh, organizations that are hiring overseas. There's a lot of organizations that do that right now. Uh, so I would look at North American companies that hire, uh, that outsource, right? Some of them out, might outsource their digital forensics. Now, thinking this out loud, there might be a challenge with looking at, you know, data and security on that side for securing of information. But that's my direction, I would say. Doing uh, digital forensics for people, you know, just volunteering, you're going to have non-for-profits, uh, charitable organizations might do it, but other organizations are not going to let you touch their digital uh, footprint uh, just for free. They're going to want some security and things along that line. So you're going to run into some challenges that way. So the, the best way for you to kind of break in that way is to find companies that are hiring overseas. Uh, and the other thing is, if you don't know, look up companies that offer digital forensics right? and start you know, giving them a call, reach out in the email. And so, or look at their career, like their uh, job postings. So hopefully that helps. Uh, Oreo Bytes, Cybersecurity, thoughts uh, on freelancing pen testing. Uh, there's, there's a big push. When I got into cybersecurity, there was a big push of guys that were working for organizations that ended up going on their own. Right? And the reason why that is, is they were just getting more money right on their own. Now, the caveat is, and that is, if you do that, you have to understand how to run business. So, and if you get too busy, you might, and I had a conversation with someone the last week about this. If you get too busy uh, building your business, you might not be able to be, be able to do the pen testing. 
And let me be clear here. If you build up the team, you start fantastic with a few colleagues and a few friends, and you guys got the team going. Clients are calling. Clients don't want to speak to you because you're the business owner. They want to look at contracts, negotiations. They want customer service. They want all that stuff. And your pen testing team now is pen testing. You might not have time to actually go out and do the, the actual pen testing anymore because you have to look at payroll. You have to look at HR. You have to look at you know making sure the tools are licensed and all this other stuff running the business. So it's not a bad thing, but you just got to know what's the uh, expectations. Doll knife, uh, doll, doll null send. Because I love computers and all things tech, I and would rather deal with them more than people. And because I also have some experience on the dark side of the cybersecurity and social engineering. Okay, so you want to be like the the technical. You want to kind of be in the pen testing sock. You don't want to deal uh, client focusing. Okay, it's good to know, and that's something that you got you got to really know for yourself. Uh, what does day-to-day -day look like in cybersecurity field in the blue team versus the red team? It's a good question. You know, from my understanding, what, what you do is you blue team, you're coming in both. And I'm going to give you kind of both sides and just the minor differences from what I know. Basically what happens is these teams, an employee on either side, blue team or red team, you're coming in and you're basically, you'll have projects that you'll be working on. Right. One are if you're the blue team inside an organization and you have, you know, maybe technology that you're working on to manage or, you know, implement, you're going to go through change management process. You're going to go through deployment. You're going to go through testing. You can go all through that, you know, even even software development. You're going to you know, cycle. You can be doing that to, to set everything up, make sure everything's working from development to production. And then you're going to make sure that it's up and it's secure and, and that it's been hard. And so you're going to be looking at white papers and things along that line. So your day-to-day -day really is those tasks. You're going to be working on those and be assigned projects that you're going to be working on. And as you do that, you're going to start to kind of work on, as one project rolls out, another one will come in. So that's kind of your blue team. Your red team, we're going to be engagements on the other side, is that we've got now the system up, and now we want to go through engagements of that now this database is up. We need the red team now to actually see if we can they can pen test it right? and they can actually breach it. Now, sometimes it'll be, you know, purple team testing where the blue team, red team will work together and they'll be live together and talking, but the red team is going to be more doing that. And you're going to be just constantly looking at different projects and engagements of how can you compromise? Now, if you work for a pen testing company and you're on that side and the pen testing, that's all you're going to be doing in each of your engagements and then writing reports. So after you finish your engagement, you're going to be designing reports and, and, presenting them to clients or maybe presenting to a senior level person who will review them and then they'll present to the client. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a snapshot of how the, the, how that would look. Uh, what does the day to day look for? I got that one. Nate, uh, 17, uh, 719 stumbled on the stream and love what you're talking about. I'm almost two years as it support and have always had an itch for cybersecurity. I came across uh, catering to it and love it. Awesome. What are you going to do in cybersecurity? Love to hear what you're going to do, Nate. What, what's your focus? What's your passion? Where do you want to get into? Uh, Andre, ha, has anyone worked with malware reverse reverser and was, was there a path programming math networking or is it really a small subset of cybersecurity? Good question. I haven't heard of it. Uh, I'll leave IT uh, sec, see if he's heard of it and if he can answer that for you. If not, uh, come on another stream uh, with Neil. Ask him that. Uh, just curious, how does someone age 
play into this. A lot of people moving from one field into cybersecurity tend to be older people. How does that help, hurt, etc.? Experience, level of knowledge will actually help that. Uh, fine with, as you get older, as you see with older people, the, the filter kind of goes off and they just kind of more, more transparent. When you're younger, you're more nervous, right? Those are things that can be a little bit of a hindrance. You're worried, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Not saying that it's not across the board, but you generally find that. Uh, with age two, you have more business experience. You've been with more companies, more organizations. So you have a little bit more uh, dirt on your on your shirt to be able to you know express you know how companies work, what policies, what procedures, strategies, how to work with teams. So you can use that as part of your education process and selling selling process as you're going through your interviews that I've worked with different organizations. I've done all this and it provides value that you at least know how to work with corporate corporations and organizations for instant response. Uh, change management, cybersecurity, and you kind of have that experience. So that's where I see that provides more value. Uh, BDT, what uh, way CT? I'm a, I'm a heart and people person. I love to figure how they work, but I love computers more. Uh, like I always say, there's only 10 type of people in, the, in this world. Awesome. Love to hear again. I, I'm, I'm digging deeper. I would love to hear what, what area of cybersecurity you want to get into. Uh, do, do, do. Give me a second here. And just going through the questions here. Uh, set my sights on transitioning. And this is uh, Angeli21. Set my sights in, on transitioning to cybersecurity cyber seven years ago, both military and civil civilian sector. Thank you for your service. Uh, started in June. I, I will have finally accomplished my goal. Cyber analyst two, private sector and blue team leader for military cyber ops. Took a while due to getting on my master's in cybersecurity and all the requirements, army training, but I did it. Stick with it, guys. Awesome. Congratulations. Thank you so much for your service. So you got your security analyst, private sector. What are you going to do next? What's the next level? I really want to hear. Like This is why I'm ex this makes me excited. Uh, Cyberloader, comment to Brandon. Well, I, I said above, I love studying, learning, constantly updating. Uh, and upgrading myself. I'm a very ambitious person. I am in constant uh, competition with myself, aiming to be better than I was yesterday. Good. And computers have been my second passion since I was a kid. I spent my life doing my first passion, but it was destroyed after a life-changing event. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, so the logic is to direct my focus in my second passion, which became my first. I uh, just uh, took way too long to finally go there. You didn't take too late, uh, too long, and I want to put that out there. You learned. You went through some experiences, and you learned from them. Don't ever give yourself that negative connotation that you failed. You didn't do something, right? What happens is you learn from experience. Sometimes it's painful. It hurts. I've gone through a divorce. I got it. Like we go through, you know, different uh, situations. I've seen people pass away. It, it's challenging, right? We go through our different experiences, and different experience for all, each of us has its own connotation and own you know, way we're dealing with it, but when it comes down to it, you learn from it, you moved on and you, now you're in the cyber So keep it up. Uh, just give me a second here. Okay. So just give me a second here. I'm going to answer like one or two more questions. I know we got some time here. Uh, just a reminder guys, Neil will be live tonight at 8 PM Eastern standard time. 
uh, with his guest, Jeff Goals, uh, talking about cybersecurity news, announcing the business case winner, and giving away some hack the box code. So you guys are looking at pen testing, trying to break in. There you go, right? You guys are... You guys need to come out. Like, and it's going to be in about an hour. Come out, check that out. Uh, just give me a second here. Now, I want to go through this poll, and I'm going to kind of work, work reverse here through some of the questions. So, just to let you guys know in the poll, the passion for cybersecurity won at 60%. Right? Others were 14%. Uh, money was 12%, and job security was 12%. So, passion outweighs everything. So, you think about that, guys. You guys are driving on strict passion here, and that's amazing keep that passion alive keep that focus going that's going to drive you to that next level right and just keep going uh questions here jay uh this is my first time attending the show can you tell us about your journey and how you got you got started what drives and motivates you yes uh just quick question second t guy how much time do i have here let me know uh, i want to go a little bit over give these guys as much value as i can uh let me know if i got some time to go over so let me ask you this, how I got into cybersecurity, the shorter journey of this, the shorter discussion, which if you want to message me, message me, message me on LinkedIn, I can tell you the full story. I was in marketing and I just was finding it wasn't working. The entrepreneurship, what we're talking about, I was making maybe five to $10,000 a month and just sweating it out, right? Had to pay staff, had to pay teams, going to these negotiations, you know, showing up, throwing out bids of like $15,000, $25,000 and then getting underbid by someone doing it for like five grand. And I was like, oh, this is just so frustrating. And then hearing that client come back and saying, yeah, we, we picked the wrong choice. We it didn't work out. And now we need you to do it. Can you do it for, you know, can you do it for the original $5,000? It's like, no. Now we have to fix what that would happen, right? So now that $25,000 actually cost you $30,000 because we have to undo everything they, they did. All a team has to delete everything, remove everything, clean up the website, do all that, and then start from scratch. So it's going to be $30,000. And they're like, yeah, we can't afford it. So we're out. And I was getting that more and more. So I was finally like, okay, I'm, I'm getting frustrated. And then hearing clients coming back to me saying, you know, ones we've worked with, we've, you know, closed out with them, gave them their websites, kind of things like that. And they're coming back saying, my website was hacked. And we're going, well, why was it hacked? Right? Did you do the updates? Did you do the patching that we told you? Oh, well, you know, we haven't patched in six months. And then I started to kind of do a little bit of a deeper dive and realize, hold on, there's a gap in cybersecurity. And this was back in 2000, 2015, 2016. And I was like, holy shit, there's a gap. Like people don't, companies don't understand this, right? Bigger, large, larger organizations get it. Mid-sized SMBs really didn't get it. And I was like, okay, let me dive into this deeper and deeper. And I was like, okay, I'm finding this massive gap. And then I realized I did have my previous IT and, and physical security passion. And that to me was alignment. And then I started to look into Security Plus, got my certification, got in there. And then I was, I was, I was in, I was bought in. What drives me is to help secure people. My passion each and every day is to learn something new and how can I help someone protect their organization, the people, because I've been with people when they've lost tens of thousands of dollars, when the company's been locked down, you know, we've all seen it because of the pandemic and you just see the, just the, the, the tragedy that they're going through and talking about they having to lay off staff and things along that line. And just, it's, it's horrific. I don't want people to feel that way. So that's the reason that drives me. And 
I just have a passion for it. I love business. I love cybersecurity. Uh, okay, so we're going to keep going. I got I got 10 minutes on the clock, I've been told. So we got another six minutes here. Uh, question, can you stay, uh, stay at the practical level of cybersecurity job until you retire or are you expected to move up to a more senior manager type role? You can stay at any level you want. You can stay at the practical technical level. The only caveat there is you just got to keep learning at that level and keep evolving. If you do that and you're marketable and you're learning new tools, you can stay at that level as long as you want. You know, there's nothing that says you have to move up. The benefit of moving up, of course, is, you know, better salary, more exposure, more, more diversity in the, in the actual business, right? Because if you're just a pen tester and just a, you know, a, a certain level and say you just do pen testing and I'm going to try to use something simple. Say you're an application pen tester and you are good at uh, cloud, you know, Amazon, maybe Azure, uh, Oracle cloud, and you, that's where your focus is right now. You can have a long career with that, especially with companies now transitioning over to cloud more and more. You can have a long career with that. But it might be the point where they're like, if I hit my plateau, I can only make so much money, right? Because there's only so many hours in the day that I can work. You might want to go to that next level because you want to invest in companies. You want to do other things. You want to learn how organizations work. You want to now get into a manager because you want to work with the team and, and, and manage the team and manage different projects. So depending on where you want to go, you can, and I want to be very clear, you can stay in that position until you retire. There's nothing wrong with that. And it is possible. Just give me a second here. I just want to see if there's any more questions, anything I missed. I don't think so. I think that was the last one. Sec IT guy, give me the thumbs up to so make sure like, we're good. Uh, again, don't forget tonight at 8 o'clock in about 55 minutes, Neil is going to be live. Come check that out. Take a bio break, grab some food, grab some snacks, you know, and come back. There's going to be so much going to be covered at 8, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And... Just give me a second here. Yeah, we went over the poll. Thanks, SecIT. Uh, again, 60% was passion. 14% was other. 12% was, was was revenue, you know, money. And then 12% was job security. Just trying to think for me. For me, it was job security, passion, and then it was money, right? We all like money. We all like to do things. And let's say, and I want to put this out here. Money this is my own personal belief, right? Money is actually energy and energy to give you choices. The more money you make, the more choices you have available to you. The less money they make, the less choices you have. So just think of it in that way. It's not a greed thing. It's not that, but I want to have the accessibility to make more choice, to have more choices and be able to make better choices, right? Do I want to retire early? Do I want to be able to travel more? Do I want to be able to buy the technology and stuff I want? Those are good choices I'm able to have the more money I make. So that's when you think about money. Think of it in that way. The more I grow in this industry, the more choices I have, right? The more money I make and the more choices I'm able to do, the more I'm going to be able to pay for my certifications, the more I'm going to be able to set up my own lab, the more I'm going to have that awesome, you know, den, you know, IT room, whatever that may be. It just keeps getting you that we have more choices. So guys, let me know in the chat. What did you guys thought, thought, think of this? Uh, was this beneficial? Did this really help you guys out? Did you learn a lot? 
Uh, comment below. I want to know. Uh, IT set guy, you don't have to uh, answer any of them or put them in. But I just want to know from you guys, what do you think? Give me kind of a thumbs up or just let me know. My goal today was really to kind of uncover this and really have that real true talk for you guys, right? Just because I know right now, I know right now the biggest thing for this is we, we want to learn how to break into the, the industry, evolve in it. And then from there, what we want to do is we want to keep excelling, keep learning, keep excelling. So guys, I want to thank you so much, guys, for coming out and spending this time with me. Uh, I hope you learned a lot from this. Connect with me on LinkedIn, right? Send me a message. Uh, if you don't send me a message, kind of like a comment, like I saw you on Twitch, or you know, I have a question about this, I probably won't get to it, you know, because I'm filtering through a lot of people and I have to kind of look through it. But if I know it's you guys here in the community, I'll add you quick and then I'll start talking to you right away. So guys, I'm going to end here. I, I've hit the 10 minute mark. Uh, I know I have to get ready and uh, IT sec has to get ready for the next stream. So guys, thank you so much for tonight. Don't forget software tackle being connected vulnerable. I'll see you next daily cyber.